0: Today on episode 332 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, you know, back in the old days, you could buy a new computer, turn it on, and just start using it, while well, those days are long gone. Now there's a whole process you have to go through, and you better not click the wrong thing, or you could really regret it. Today we'll talk about a few of the things I do when I set up a new computer. Uh-huh. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Good morning once again, and welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and on this podcast, you know what I like to do? I like to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And why do I do that? Because I love computers, and I love cool things, and I love you too. I don't know. Is that kind of creepy? All right, let's just move on. I've been doing computer repair since 1999, and I have clients all over the U.S., and even a few outside the U.S., so if your computer is running too slowly, or if it's just not doing what it's supposed to do, give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. Today's tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash three three two. So let's get started. As I mentioned a minute ago, I've been working on computers for about 20 years. And over that time, a lot of the computer jobs I've done are basically kind of the same process over and over. Like, for example, one of the things I do now is I can upgrade a client's computer from a regular old-fashioned hard drive to the new type, which is a solid-state drive. If you don't have a solid-state drive already, you definitely want one. They are less likely to crash since there's no moving parts, but the big noticeable difference is that they are just amazingly fast. The point is, there's a process to that. You have to migrate all the software, the files, the folders, everything to the new drive. Then you take out the old drive and install the new one, Then you boot it up and make sure everything works. It's just a process that I'm very familiar with. And one of the things that I'm also very familiar with is the process of setting up a new computer. And there are two situations where that comes up. One is when one of my clients just goes and buys a new computer off the shelf, like from Best Buy, maybe. A brand new computer is going to come with a bunch of junk you don't need, and a lot of the stuff you do need isn't on there. And there's just a lot of little things that need to be set up properly. And the other situation is when I'm setting up one of the laptops that I'll be selling. I just, I go through the exact same process. So what I'm going to go over today are three of the things I do every time as part of that setup process. And then after that, I'll give you a bonus tip about when you get a new computer, that might be even more important than the first three things, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Okay, one of the things I do automatically is I download and install Google Chrome and I set it to be the default browser. When you get a new computer currently, it will of course be running Windows 10, and with Windows 10, the browser Microsoft wants you to use is called Edge. I hate Edge, and so do most computer users. I mean, think about this. Right now, every new computer that's purchased is already set up with Edge as the default browser. But Worldwide, only about 5% of Windows users have Edge as their default browser. That means that 95% of the world changes the browser from Edge to something else, and for most people, that's Google Chrome, as soon as they get their new computer. So right off the bat, one of the things you should do is go to google.com slash chrome and hit the download button and follow the steps to get it installed. Partway through the installation, it'll ask you if you want Chrome to be your default browser, so just say yes. Of course, Edge will still be installed on your computer because it's part of Windows. For that matter, Internet Explorer is still there, even though you don't see it unless you actually know where to look for it. But you don't want to use either one of them. Chrome is really easy to use, and it's easy to put on the ad blocker that I like to use, which is uBlock Origin. That's a Chrome extension. Next up is I automatically turn on System Restore and I create a restore point. This one really baffles me because when you first boot up Windows 10, system restore is not even enabled. If you don't know what that is, this is the feature that allows you to take your computer back to an earlier date and time. Like if you installed some software that messed things up, you can take the computer back to an earlier time before you installed that software, and that's an easy fix in some situations. But if system restore isn't enabled, that easy fix won't even be an option. So I have no idea why Microsoft has this turned off by default. So you wanna make sure System Restore is turned on. To do that, go down to the search window and type the word Create. And in the search results, you'll see an option that says Create a Restore Point. Click on that and then choose the C drive and click Configure. You wanna make sure it's enabled. And I usually set it to use about 2% of my hard drive space and once it's enabled, go ahead and create a restore point. You never know when you might need it. And the third thing is to turn off ads in the start menu. Yeah, you know, this is just another example of Microsoft sleaziness, in my opinion. To see this, click the start menu and then click the settings icon. It's the one that looks like a gear. Then click on the category called personalization and click the start tab on the left. On that page, you'll see an option that says, show suggestions occasionally in Start, and it's turned on by default. Well, if Microsoft wanted to actually be honest about the wording for that option, it wouldn't say show suggestions. It would say show advertisements. They just want your Start menu to be clogged with more ads. But obviously, you don't want that. No one wants that. So just slide that switch to the left to turn it off. Now, here's the bonus tip I mentioned earlier, and it's one of the most important things I might ever tell you. If you decide to set up your new computer on your own, I highly recommend that you don't connect it to the internet until you get through the whole initial process and you're looking at the desktop screen. That would be my advice. Of course, Microsoft is going to give you different advice as you're going through this process. They're going to tell you that if you connect to the internet first, everything will be so much better. Don't believe them. They want you to go online first, because then when you choose a username and a password, it means you're actually logging into your Microsoft account at the same time you're logging into the computer. Oh, you don't have a Microsoft account? Well, you need to create one. And that just opens up a whole new can of worms. When that's in place, if you install Office, Now your Word documents and your Excel spreadsheets are all going to be stored in your Microsoft OneDrive cloud account rather than just on your computer's hard drive. Undoing that can be a huge headache. Believe me, I've done it. So when I set up a new computer, I leave it offline while I go through that whole initial process. To do that, you'll have to choose the option that says, I don't have internet. And that's designed to confuse people because some people will say, well, actually, I do have internet, but, and that's the whole idea why Microsoft worded it that way. So just click on, I don't have internet. And then the very next screen will be Microsoft saying, are you sure? We'd really like you to connect to the internet, but don't fall for it. So those are a few of the things that I do when I'm setting up a new PC. But keep in mind, the whole process of what I do is more than 50 different things. The ones I talked about today are just a few of those. So if you want me to set up your new computer for you, just contact me and we'll get it configured the right way from the beginning. And of course, if you buy a laptop from me, all of this will already be done. And on my other podcast right now, I have a really sad story that has a really happy ending. My guest is Ross. When he was eight years old, his father went a little crazy one night. He got a gun and actually shot Ross in the head while Ross was sleeping. Ross survived, but he was made permanently blind. Can you imagine at eight years old? But like I said, this story turns out well. Ross has really adapted to his loss of sight, and he loves life. And he's a competitive swimmer. Right now, he's training for the 2020 Paralympics, which will be held in Tokyo next summer. You can hear Ross tell all about what happened and what it's like to be blind on my other podcast called What Was That Like? You can listen to it on any podcast app, and that includes Spotify if you use that, or you can go to the website at whatwasthatlike.com slash 35. And as always, a big thank you to everyone who shops at Amazon using my affiliate link, which is computertutorflorida.com slash shop. That link just kicks me back a little bit for each purchase, and it helps cover the cost of putting out this podcast. And if you want to get in touch with me, I always love to hear from you. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line 727-386-9468. It's open 24-7, and you can leave a recorded message there anytime you want. That'll do it for this episode, but I'll see you here in two weeks with another computer tip. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless. I broke my finger last week. On the other hand, I'm okay.